0: It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now
1: streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I, feel it in my soul. I am a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan.
0: I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a
1: survivor. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game four speed.
0: I ain't going down like no punk. <laughs> a new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast. This will be a fun episode compared to the usual instant reactions because we were invited to watch today's practice so we got to take in everything and now gabby and i will pass along our observations um so gabby let's just go kind of position by position quick hitter thoughts etc so let's start quarterback to me tyler had a very strong day i think he was the strongest of the bunch he was on point during 11-on-11s. He threw a pick early on, maybe during like half 7-on-7 half seven seven field work. Um, but, but when it was time for 11-on-11s and 7-on-7s, seven he was on point. Particularly him and Xavier Restrepo had a very strong connection. Connecting on deep balls um, and in the red zone, uh, Xavier made a very nice catch. Contested catch in the end zone for a touchdown. So that was good to see Jakari Brown. I think the big takeaway with him for me, Gabby, is year over year, he has made big strides as a passer, and there is more good than bad. Um, He still needs to raise that floor of consistency with his passing at times, but I will say this, when it came to 11-on-11 time, He was consistent with his accuracy. In drill work, and skill work, that's where at times, it wasn't as often as we saw last year during the spring when he was an early enrollee freshman, but there was some times where he made some inaccurate throws that are just unacceptable. So he's got to keep working on that trajectory of improvement. And uh, he also... Uh, there was a QB run situation where you got to see him take off and he would have housed a 50-yard touchdown run if it wasn't blown dead. So that was encouraging. Emery Williams, you know, doesn't get many looks when it's time for 11-on-11 11 11 just because he's the uh, third-team quarterback. But, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that has some ability, has some tools, just has to keep working. The main takeaway with him, I think, is accuracy is good on point. Just got to keep getting stronger. Got to improve that arm strength, which will which will come in a strength and conditioning program. How about you and the quarterbacks, Gabby?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you nailed a lot of it. I mean, I think Tyler was was sharp. I thought he was really really sharp again, especially when they started kind of going and and really started rolling outside of that one uh, interception that he threw. Um, yeah, you know, I thought Tyler was—I thought Tyler was on point. I think you can see how he's kind of settled into an offense that's maybe more suited to his skill set. Uh, so I, I feel like it's—you know—I think there's reasons to be encouraged about how he. You know, is going to kind of move here, you know, in in this Shannon Dawson offense and, you know, agree with a lot of the same things about Jakari. I I think you kind of see the ups and the downs still, which is to be expected. Uh, There's times that it looks really good and there's times where obviously, you know, you want to see him improve on some of those throws. Uh, Emery agreed. You know, I think he definitely still needs to, you know, get stronger. Uh, you know, there's times where time he flashes that arm and there's others where, you know, it kind of, you know, you still see where there's, uh, you know, plenty of development to be had there. So, uh, again, overall, I think really it's 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 about Tyler. And I, I left really encouraged about the way Tyler was uh, spinning that thing around.
0: Running backs, you take it. For- yeah,
1: I, I mean, I thought... I thought just really the running game was kind of efficient. You know, I feel like throughout practice, it's kind of hard to judge the running backs. But when they kind of go 11 on 11, uh, you know, I thought we saw some good things from from Henry Parrish. I think he kind of, you know, you know, kind of hit a crease and and made a play. I thought Don Chaney uh, had a good day of practice. Again, I mean, I'd kind of heard uh, some good things about the way that he'd been performing here this spring. And I think watching him actually carry the ball uh, was encouraging. I mean, I think we saw some good things from both henry Parrish and from don cheney who's obviously a bigger back and again i know david you talked about on the podcast yesterday about the run blocking and you know i i do think that with with those guys up front and uh the way that uh you know they that these guys like i think they just have more room to run and i think when they do find those holes uh they're able to hit them and kind of uh you know create some some chunk plays so uh, I, I was i left pretty uh you know feeling pretty good about henry Parrish and don cheney for the most part
0: Yeah, I think of the two, Don had the stronger day, but it is worth noting that Don works a lot against the second team offense. He did, or second team defense, uh, because he is working with the second team offense. He did get some reps with the first team offense, and he did crease some nice runs in those situations. It's good to see. The thing I noticed with Don is his vision seems to be on point, which is a good sign. Now I think the next step is just keep improving that conditioning level, lean out the body just a little bit because he is coming back from those injuries. Um, But I'd like to see him get closer to that 205 range because I think that's where you get to see that Don Chaney twitchiness and explosiveness that we saw at the high school level that made him an intriguing prospect. So it was encouraging to see what he did this uh, practice. Henry Parrish um, had had a couple nice runs. I liked what he did in the receiving game as a uh, check down option in this offense. So solid day. Again, we'll just transition to the offensive line now because run blocking, I think was a strength today. Um, there was times I feel like we the right side of the line in particular. So that's Inez Cooper and Francis Maui Goa overwhelmed the line of scrimmage with the way they got their push downfield. There was also a, um, a situation where they threw kind of like a, a quick little bubble yeah. screen to Jacoby George, Matt Lee, and Francis got out on the edge, provided some blocks for Jacoby George to uh, turn a quick, quick pass into a 30-yard touchdown, 20-yard touchdown. Um, so first team offensive line is what it needs to be. Very impressive. Uh, that's, that group is definitely going to be a strength of the team, if not the strength of the team. I will say, i just kind of bouncing around now, I guess. The defensive line is depleted with bodies. Um, so that is notable. The starting D-tackles today were uh, Jake Lichtenstein and Ahmad Moden. Ahmad Moden. So um, take that how you want to take that. Uh, wide receivers, to me, And 11-on-11, Restrepo was the guy. Colby Young flashed on a crossing route. Big gain from Tyler. Jacoby George, as we referenced earlier, uh, had that nice touchdown. He also had a decent uh, reception, I think, outside the numbers on a deep shot. In general, this offense is going to throw the ball deep and outside the numbers, which is a staple of the air raid offense. So that's going to be fun to watch. How about the backups, Gabby? What did you think of those guys?
1: Yeah, I thought I thought Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph, the true freshman, was was really, really impressive. I mean just kind of watching him go through uh, some red zone stuff, you know, when they're kind of, you know, obviously the field's condensed and all that. He he can create separation. Uh, he was going up against, uh, you know, Jaden Harris, who's who's really fast. I mean, one of the fastest on the team. And he was able to, you know, create some space on him and, and bring in touchdowns. So, I mean, I think I, I walked away from today's practice feeling like, you know, Nathaniel Joseph is someone who can definitely get on the field. It seems like, you know, from the post-practice stuff, he's someone that's definitely putting in the work. Uh, Isaiah Horton was someone I, we saw on the field a lot, too kind of getting the impression that we're going to we're going to see some Isaiah Horton here in 2023 and you know I think he ha- he definitely has some ability and some size, Breshard Smith is someone that they use in a couple different ways. It seems like, you know, again to me, I, I feel like the slots are definitely the strength of the, that wide receiver group. I think Breshard, uh, you know, showed some good things today too. Long, you know, with with Ray Ray Joseph, uh, Robbie Washington had kind of like a little like stutter step, like a little hesitation, and kind of uh, lost Malik Curtis, uh, you know, on a on a ball. I think it was a little underthrown, but uh, you know, again Robbie kind of doing the things that we saw him do at the high school level. Again, in terms of creating that vertical separation with his speed and how quickly he kind of gets to that top gear so i think all those things are are pretty encouraging from that group yeah you
0: mentioned ray ray just quick note so we got to talk to him after the practice today he says he wakes up every day at 5 a.m and comes to the facility and catches 50 to 100 balls per day on the jugs machine so that's the type of culture and work ethic that Miami needs uh, for the entire team. And so Ray Ray Joseph is trying to instill that with the receiver room. And honestly, he said uh, four or five guys now are joining him. So that is a good sign. Tight ends. Uh, it's notable. Elijah Royo was back today for the first time in spring. He was wearing a red jersey, so he's very limited. But it's just a good sign, a good... Uh, benchmark in his return from the knee injury he sustained during the fall moved around pretty well from what we could tell and and again i think the big takeaway there is it's an encouraging sign that he will be back uh, for the start of fall camp Uh, riley williams was getting run with the first team cam mccormick was kind of limited today Uh, so riley williams the early enrollee freshman he is impressing he does flash i'll admit he's definitely coming along better than I expected Uh, having seen him at the high school level he is definitely learning some tricks in terms of how to get open as a route runner Um, and Jakari there was one I think it was a one-on-one maybe or seven-on-seven situation where Jakari threw a very nice ball to Riley down the sideline he uh, got both feet in and and caught it on the sideline for I don't know, 20-yard gain or so. So Riley Williams is coming along nicely. Uh, Jackson Carver, you know, I think he's doing his thing too as an early enrollee really freshman. Let's go to the D-line, Gabby. To me, uh, Ruben Bain flashed big time oh, yeah. in one-on-ones. Um, you know, didn't really notice him as much in 11-on-11. He was doing his thing. But really, in one-on-ones, he went up against Francis Maui Goa. Uh, and he won both reps, which I had never seen before uh, against Francis. Going back to high school, uh, Francis would pretty much always win both reps, and at the most he'd split reps with uh, big-time defensive ends. So uh, I think it's worth noting, too, Ruben took one-on-one reps on the edge and on the interior, did well on the interior as well. Uh, One guy that keeps catching my eye a little bit, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, to expect huge things, but I think there's something there with Ahmad Moten in terms of a rotational defensive tackle with a bigger body that can kind of get it done there, maybe 15 to 20 snaps per game. So I think that's an encouraging sign. I think from what I can tell Gabby, they're limiting Akeem Mezador a little bit. He's out there practicing fully, but he's not doing every rep like you would think. And so I think they're kind of he's an important player. So I think they're kind of protecting him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Nigel E. Kelly flashed he, his ability to pursue quarterbacks is is special. Um, linebacker, Gabby Go. I think this is an interesting group in terms of how they're used in this Lance Gidry defense. What stood out to you about linebacker?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's uh, you know, Francisco Maigoa, the way that those guys kind of move around, the way that the that defensive front is kind of set up, it's you know for them to kind of make plays, and I think both Francisco Maigoa and Wesley Besaint made plays. I mean, there was a couple instances where every where Wesley was kind of getting like you know the taps on the helmets all that stuff from from the people you know just on that uh on in the 11 on 11 stuff after making a play uh francisco maugua again just kind of consistently you know just around the football just finding his way to to be involved in a lot of those plays so um i think those are really i mean those are the two guys that were running with the with the ones and again i think those are two the two of miami's most talented linebackers uh you know francisco and wesley so again i think that's a room that i'm you know I'm, I'm encouraged by and I think uh, I do think Francisco Malagoa is, is someone who's going to be a difference maker uh, in this defense so um, you know I, I think that uh, the way that these guys are going to be used and you know we'll see how much of it we see you got well the fan base gets to see on Friday um, but I mean again I, I think that it's a unit that is uh, you know trending in the right direction
0: Yeah, I think one thing that's fair to say is they, they play a lot of cat and mouse games with the linebackers so they bring them up to the line of scrimmage give some blitz looks and then it's up to the offensive line to communicate how to handle those looks and whether or not the linebackers blitz or not um that's for them to decipher as well so they bring a lot of tension to the line of scrimmage is the best way to put it corners um you know i think it was a solid day nothing really stood out to me um Moving along. Safeties, nothing really yeah. stood out to me either. I think Camp Kitchens is maybe dealing with an ankle. Yeah, definitely. And you could tell he was hampered a little bit. Uh, James Williams isn't a full go for most of the practice, but he is out there moving around at the start. Markeith Williams out there with Camp Kitchens for the most part. One notable thing, I don't know if this is, like, okay to do, but Caleb Spencer did lay the wood at one point. Yeah, in uh, 11 on 11s, it was just impressive to see the physicality he can bring to the position. Anything to add on the secondary from you?
1: Yeah, I'll just, I mean, just uh, maybe the nickels, like I think to Corey Couch, you know, just in, in one-on-ones, I thought he did uh, a pretty good job. Uh, Jaden Harris is the one who, the you know, redshirt freshman. Is the one who picked off uh, Tyler Van Dyke, and you know I think that he kind of showed some of those flashes from the nickel too. So I think to Corey Couch and Jaden Harris are, you know, maybe some bright spots in that secondary because I think both, uh, you know, could end up being pretty good, uh, you know, at that at that nickel spot for you know in 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 this defense. So those are probably the two things uh, I, I noticed most.
0: Yeah, so we'll get out of there on that. I mean, overall, my big picture takeaways, Gabby. Um, I like the schematics that are in place on both sides of the ball. And so now I think it's just about, uh, in a big picture sense, improving the players, improving the talent over time. And, you know, these new coordinators getting the most out of what they got to work with for this immediate 2023 season. So I I like where everything's at right now as a starting point. Uh, But there is plenty of improvement, both in player development, depth building, et cetera, that needs to happen for the program as a whole. But overall, I I am encouraged of the direction, I guess, uh, of the program. Any big picture thoughts from you, Gabby?
1: Yeah, I I mean, just kind of just along those same lines. Like, I do think just overall, I think there's just... I think what they're doing, especially on offense, is a better fit for the talent that's currently on the roster. I think that, you know, it puts guys like, you know, like some of these guys, these playmakers, so what they have, I think it puts them in better positions to make plays. So so definitely like that, um, you know, I, I do feel like the offensive line, again, we, we've made a lot of, I, I don't know, it's not really assumptions, you know, I think we know the offensive line is much better, but I think seeing it kind of in action today for the first time, I you know, I feel... You know, much much better about you know the the physicality that those guys bring and what what it really can be if it uh you know it, you know just if it, it all continues to kind of come together. So really love what they what they see on the offensive line, and I agree. You know, I think right now it's just about you know adding what you can via the transfer portal, and you know I think you still need to get a defensive tackle. I think probably should definitely go get a cornerback a receiver you know again find ways to continue to upgrade uh the overall roster but again i do feel like there's some stuff to work with and um you know again i think uh what these guys are actually doing on a day-to-day basis will will overall just translate to to more success here in 2023 so uh that was definitely also just a really cool experience and you know obviously grateful for that opportunity to to be able to watch on and and yeah
0: all right we'll get out of here on that Appreciate everyone for listening, and until next time, take care.
1: The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network.